Hey everyone and welcome to today's podcast. Today we did something a little different. We had a mobile podcast. You'll notice some noise in the background that you normally wouldn't hear. Um, also it's been edited because there were different times. We, we started and stopped it at different times. So if I say, hey, it's been six minutes and then 30 seconds later you hear me say, oh, it's been 10 minutes. That's because there was a lot of space uh, because of the way we were doing it. And I had to edit it, edit it that way. But nonetheless, it's a fun episode. I look forward to doing it again. And um, make sure you check us out on Twitter at Sure Podcasting, Facebook and Instagram at Sure Podcast. Also, I'm in a band, World Is Watching. Check us out um, at World Is Watching Official on Instagram and Facebook. Okay, here's the show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I say good morning because it is 4.50 in the morning. I'm going to pick up my friend, and we're driving two and a half hours for my daughter's first day of college. We have a tradition where we take a picture with, I wear the same shirt every year since first grade, and so I'm driving up for her first day of school. However, her first class is digital but we're still gonna take the picture anyway. So this should be fun. They're, they're, um, currently I am holding a mic while driving, which I can't imagine uh, the cops would be real happy about if they saw me. If you can't hold your cell phone, I'm sure holding a mic is not much better. But we're going to try it anyway. So you may you may notice the quality. You may hear some air conditioning. You may hear some bumps and some creaks and whatever. But uh, my friend Kendall and I, we're just going to talk and share stories and, you know, test this out and see what this is like. This may not be a very good one. It may be great. Who knows? Maybe, the, maybe I'll do this every single time. Currently, there's about 15, what, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 12 ladies uh, running in the opposite direction i would be scared but they're all in athletic gear so i think it's for exercise and not out of fear oh i see you mr police officer all right i gotta put the uh mic down okay i think we're good let me just make sure he's not gonna try to creep up on me Okay, I'm back. You may hear some little cutouts and here and there because we may have to stop to get gas and, and all that kind of stuff. So you may notice a little bit of that, but we're going to do it anyway. Okay, I'm pulling up to his house. All the lights are off, which would normally concern me, but I have already called ahead. Let me call him. He's probably going to... I'm outside. Okay. All right, see ya. I drink green coffee to wake myself up in the morning. No, that is not a new healthy alternative to coffee. It is green monster. So it's literally been about eight minutes ago since I called Kendall. I'm not exactly sure. We'll see. Hi. Hey, am I in front of the wrong house? No, he's coming. Okay. <laughs> he's putting his socks on. You're putting his socks on? He's putting his socks on. Oh, okay. All right, well. <laughs> all right, bye. Putting, that was his wife, by the way, putting his socks on. Come on, Kendall. So, three minutes after I called, now sitting here ten minutes, and he's finally walking out. You got your socks on? Yeah. What about your underwear? Got it all. Do I look crazy? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. 
Oh, man. All right, we're going to take off. We're going to stop this for a second and uh, reset. If I can find the stop button. How safe is this? It's not. It's not safe at all, but when have you ever known me to be safe? Okay, so this is some crazy shit we're doing right now. We're driving down the highway at like, I don't know, it's, um, it's five, now it's 5.40 in the morning. My clock's a little fast, so it's around 5.40 in the morning. We're both, <laughs> I, if, if I had an extra hand to video us, I would, but I can't because I got one hand on the steering wheel, I got one hand on the mic. Kendall's holding the, the recorder in his lap, he's holding the mic. And uh, we're just driving for dear life. And now my wife is calling. Oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. Commercial break. Oh, we're going to talk. Hello? Hello. Hey, you're on a podcast. Bye. What are you doing? Goodbye. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, I guess she didn't appreciate being on the podcast. She just said goodbye. And Kendall's over there speechless. <laughs> I really don't know what to say now. I'm just He's so a lot there's a lot of traffic. <laughs> there's more traffic than I expected. I should have I should have you know, I haven't been out uh on I twenty in forever at this at this uh this early in the morning. Not since I was in my early twenties, really. Yeah. So Yeah, I, these bring them back fond memories of getting up at five o'clock in the morning leaving the house at five o'clock in the morning well tracks the uh, traffic's actually coming back a little bit yeah it went away for covid but yeah, um it. yeah a little vacation a little bit yeah a little uh session with the kids there's a home watching a bunch of netflix there's a snake that owns that car in front of us making tiger king the ruler you see that there's what there's a snake that owns that car in front of us their vanity plate says Davis. Weird. It's like, <laughs> that's a that's a really bad. That's joke. a strange flex. Yeah. It's a race to a red light to check status, make a quick like. What would you do for a Klondike? Oh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Everybody get offended. It's what the college recommended, but it's not what we intended. It's a war. And we're back. Uh, I uh, really wish you could see the look of terror in Kendall's face because I was just taking a selfie and knee on the steering wheel. And, uh, yeah, so that was really right, fun. Right in the middle of traffic. Yeah, it's really funny. At, we'll, we, we'll be out of this at, in just a minute. So Sub 6 a.m. traffic headed but, into Atlanta. But, you know, we have some of my best traveling stories. Well, I don't know how many traveling stories I have, but one of my best traveling stories involves Kendall. We were see I would have probably been about seventeen, he would have been sixteen. We were going to you had a cousin who was getting married. Right. And um you can get a little more on that mic if you want to. Okay. Um and they lived in which part of North Carolina did they live in? Um near it was uh my uncle lived in Randleman, North Carolina. Gotcha. So So that was uh yeah. what about a three hour drive? Yeah, I, I would think so. At okay. least three hours. I think it was a good three hours. So we were gonna we were gonna follow them. Uh, that them being Kendall's mom and his uncle and whoever else is in the car with them. It was just me and Kendall. This was pre-internet, pre-GPS. Um, sure, we had maps. But we didn't even know where we were going. We were just following. We were following them, and we didn't have maps. And there, we had, were, there was nothing written. No. We didn't have one on us. We could have bought right, one. Right, yeah, sure. But, yeah. but we had no directions. Anyway, so we get on the highway, and the minute we got on the highway, Kendall's uncle just said, <sighs> I mean, and he was gone within a matter of seconds, and that was it. So basically sure. the whole trip, it was us. And we yep. had no idea where we were going. We just knew the town that we were going to. That was it. Right. 
Well, we didn't even know the town. That was the thing. Uh, we got, you know, he lost us probably on like 75, right? No, he got he lost us on 20. Did he lose us on 20? Before yes, we even, the minute we, we got on 20, he okay. took off. I mean, he, So we basically just uh, figured out that we how to get to North Carolina was the basic premise of because you go well you know where they live right and i said in north carolina you said well what city what town and i was like i have no idea uh you know i'd sort of paid attention you know you do that thing when you're when you're you know anybody's talking to you especially in relationships long-term relationships parents spouses whatever where at times you listen, you're like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I've got it, I got it. Yeah, they live there. You might even repeat it back, but you weren't really listening. So I had no idea. I'd never been. So that that led us to go, okay, well, let's just get to North Carolina. We'll figure it out from there. I said, it'll probably come back to me if I saw a map. And, and, and as you said, pre-internet, no Googling. I wasn't able to look up cities. We didn't even have a cell phone to be like, hey, right. Hey, assholes, where are you going? Right. Yeah, yeah there was you no left us. Yeah. He was gone. Yeah, he was gone. That was it. Yeah, he literally, and he, and he told my mom, he said, they better be able to keep up. And she said, well, don't leave them. He's like, I go as fast as I go. Yeah. And that was it. And and, and, she, and he just left us. Okay, so, for, so at this point, we knew we were good because there's only one way into North Carolina, right? Uh, you know, I'm sure there's there are other ways. Other but, ways, but, but yeah, yeah. coming from Atlanta, there's really one. We had a good now. So, how did we know which direction, which part of North Carolina? We, I don't know that we really did. We were just taking. I, I a think guess. we get. I think we guessed. <laughs> we're just like we're just taking a ride and hopefully and we're lucky, right. Lucky, lucky for us, we had a. You know, it's it wasn't extremely difficult. I remember. We, I mean, you know, the thing is, we could not stop. To get a map, where or you couldn't stop at a gas station in Georgia to get a North Carolina map. That right. wasn't. That, I mean, okay. that, there were some truck stops that had that sort of thing, but we weren't. You know, that's where I think this is where. Okay, so I think what happened was is that once we got into, we just went up, and we went into North Carolina the way we needed to go to North Carolina, and once we got into North Carolina, we got a map. And I think that it came back to you, and you were like, "Well, we stopped. We stopped at the the rest stop on the way in. Is what we did. We stopped at the first North Carolina one, and they had a they had a room with a map, a big map in it. Do you remember this? Oh, we, that's right. We it's walked in. Back. We walked in. And we were like, "Okay, let's look at the map." And then it and came you're like, to you. "It's got to come to you." You were like, "You got to." And I was like, "Something, something, man." Randall. And of course, you know, Randall Kendall. It should have, it really, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's Randleman. That's it. We figured out that it was Randleman, and um, so we got to Randleman, but we still didn't know where they lived in Randleman. So, what? Yeah, no we, idea. No so, idea. No street. Nothing. No part of town. No, I, I had no idea. So, uh, yeah, we stopped at the gas station once we got right there at Randleman, and uh, and went to a thing that doesn't exist anymore, which is a payphone with a phone book. Right. Two things you don't see anymore. And uh, went through the phone book and found my uncle's uh, name and found his street and actually called him. And, of course, my uncle and my mom and my aunt were already there and wondering where we were. My mom was like, I, I hoped you would remember, but she knew I didn't have the address. So, you know. Yeah, it wasn't a great plan. <laughs> it wasn't a great, wasn't a well thought out trip. But yeah, we called from there and and were able to get him and, and and figure out. And we weren't. I don't even think we were very far. Yeah, we got from there. his house. Like, it's not a big big place. So, but we were actually right around the corner, not too far. So luck, luck, and we found it. So a little bit of luck. Yeah. So once we got there, it was we were good. Yeah. This and this story was. It might have been a little bit better when I told it. At your wedding reception, um, you know, but that's that's kind of how our friendship works. It's uh, you know, it's it's never a dull. It's really not a dull moment. We you know, take a road trip, have no idea where you're going, um, no map, no street address, no way to 
find, uh, to contact anyone and uh, still find your way home. So. Find your way home. <laughs> Something like that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we talked about that even going into, you know, in, into your marriage, talking about finding the right, the right person. You always knew, you know, you always have, you know, when you're young too, I think about this a lot, like how confident I was that we would just figure it out. And um, somewhere along the way, you become less confident. I think the you know the lo- the longer you live, the more you realize um, that there are a lot of things to be afraid of, and a lot of things that can go wrong and can go sideways, and you don't want to. I don't you know I don't know that I'm as big a chance taker as I used to be. Yeah. But before it just seemed like a it seemed like a great story, a great adventure. Like okay, well, I mean, we could have ended up in the wrong part of the state, really wrong. Um, and really had no idea. And I, I could have not remembered the name of the town. And then I don't know what we would have done. I mean, I, I guess I would have called back home. and But even then, you know, my dad didn't go. I don't know if he would know and getting a hold of him and, you know, whether he was at work or that sort of thing. It, it, it's a... But, you yeah. know, I'm just sitting here thinking because I was like, you know, I, I'm the... I'm the opposite. I feel like the older that I get, the uh, the more confident I get, or I just don't give it. I don't care. You this, know? this is great news, knowing that I'm traveling at 75 miles an hour down an I-20 <laughs> with a. Well, you've got a mic in your hand. I've got a mic in my hand. This does not make me feel better. But by I, the way, <laughs> just in case anybody's wondering whether I feel better right now. No, I was hoping you were going to say, "Oh yeah, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. We're on the same page." But you know, had I been, I was just sitting here thinking, "Wow, well, had I been alone?" Because I wasn't listening to what you're saying. Yeah. I was thinking, um, <laughs> as always. That's, that's that's probably really true. I got it. <laughs> but that that goes perfectly with what I told. So that yeah. works out. But had I been alone, I would have, I would have stopped and given up but there's something in me that if i have someone with me yeah that i'm just like let's just go let's do it yeah and that that kicks in and that wouldn't be me if i were alone so that kind of goes to what you that, that's kind of perfect and that you use that analogy for the uh, the wedding speech because you know yeah. i have someone with me and you know it's, I'm, I'm not alone so let's just go let's just do this and We'll figure it out, you know. Yeah, and so we, so far we have. Well, you know, it, it played later on. You know, those kind of things they do lead to other confidence. You know, when you have a success, even if it feels like sometimes like blind luck, you know, you you can parlay that into more confidence later on when you have a different situation. Could be even you know whether it's changing jobs or career or. Um, you know, if you were in schools and you were like, I, this is not working out, I want to go somewhere else or do something else. Um, but even, you know, even when I when I had a job uh, in my early 20s where I was doing traveling, sales, whatever, um, delivering these things across the southeast, and I was alone. And no GPS, again, no GPS. Um I couldn't afford a Garmin or whatever. Um, and there were no cell phones at that point, but traveling all over the Southeast and, and with crude directions, me buying maps all over the place and making notes on my own out on the, you know, but I always felt like I could figure it out, you know, and there was a lot of, you know, and so I was going to different accounts and setting up accounts, driving all over the Southeast. I mean, um, you know, I think back that now, and I think, how did I, you know, because there was a lot of unknowns in there. I, you know, once I'd stopped in a, had an account in Atlanta, uh, and the place was was being robbed. While you were in there? No, not while I was in there, before I went in. And I had no cell phone. I couldn't call 911. Uh, there was a, a pay phone in the parking lot, but I sure as hell wasn't staying. So I got back in my vehicle in the company vehicle and 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 drove down the street because i was like well i'm not going in that dude has a gun oh you know i really wish that you would have been in there when it got robbed 
I, you know, to pay you just because of the joke that you uh, played on me years afterwards. Oh, gosh. Well, you know. You want to tell that story? I can tell it. I mean, you know, what do you do? I mean, you get bored and have an idea. You take out garbage enough. At, uh, we used to work at a, a retail music store when you used to sell CDs. He didn't, he didn't say record store because now there are, like, actual record stores right, where you yeah, sell records. Right, and we weren't selling records then. We were selling CDs yeah. mainly. And tapes. And, and some tapes, right, sure. And, um, yeah, so I was taking out the garbage behind the store one night, and um, I just decided I would pretend that I was that someone was trying to abduct me and so I would just open up the back door I would hit it hard it was a simple stupid joke and then I would like yell out like help help you know that sort of thing and and um, you know like I was fighting someone off and then I would hide behind the garbage can I would hide behind the dumpster (laughs) when you came out which I thought was hilarious until you came wheeling around in a car. Uh, and I'm, I'm laughing to myself. <laughs> you know, it's a joke for one. It really, I was only amusing myself. I don't know why I thought it was so funny. But I'm laughing until I see you come, and then until I hear the tires squeal. And I was like, oh. Oh, shit. I just oh, realized. I, I was like, oh, I just took this to another level. I just realized I'm Heisenberg. That's some Heisenberg <laughs> wheeling around in the car like I was going to hit these guys. Right, right. Yeah, you know, the episode where uh, Jesse's about to about to get killed and he kind of walk comes around the the corner in the, the suv and runs right. over those guys except that you know it was all in my imagination yeah and so uh but you looked so serious that i was like oh okay well you know what would be funnier is if i just carried this on a little longer to me again it's only amusing which to you me, did which i did i just said you know oh god these guys try to jump me you're like jump in jump in jump in so i jump in you know like we're on a, another adventure and um and off and off we go so i'm telling you you know i don't know like three guys in a van you know tried to rob me or whatever they thought i was you know i'd probably have some money from the store and uh i was trying to warn you all that kind of thing and they they tried to grab me i had to fight them off and you know whatnot and i got away they they heard you coming so they drove away and so that was that and i thought okay that's funny and I was like, I'll tell him. I'll tell him I was just messing around in the morning, because this was night. We were closing. I, you were going home. I was going home. We're both charged up. You know, like oh, you know, adrenaline pumping. And I was finding it too hilarious that you fell for it. I thought he'll never fall for this. Never, never, never. But fall what for this. you didn't count on was the next morning I opened up the store, and we had the bike cops who I was right. who I was friendly friendly with. And I let them know about the attack because, you know, I'm like, hey, there's the, you know, other people in the shopping center who come out at night. I don't want, if there's an issue, I want the cops to know about it. And uh, so I told one of the cops about it and it became a thing from there. Yeah. Well, then, and then, then half the strip center knows that to be on lookout. Now everybody's going out in pairs. Don't take the garbage out by yourself anymore. Oh, yeah. People were coming up to the lady from the bookstore was like what happened you know and i'm telling the story the whole time it's all built on a lie and the, and the cops are like maybe y'all should form a committee watch out for each other that sort of thing you know you know we've gotten a little more crime coming on so you guys <laughs> need to be careful out there <laughs> officer friendly's like you know we, we got you but uh you know we'll be around but we're on bikes so what are we gonna do i mean and then you, you couldn't know. say anything you couldn't tell me then when did you wind up telling me oh wow um it went too long i mean like may in my mind uh, in my story mind it's it's a week i i know that i told some other employees um about the joke and they were like oh no and they're laughing they think it's hilarious i mean it's hilarious you're serious you're like hey guys gotta be careful everybody hey don't go out by yourself really yeah everybody be careful we don't I don't want anybody getting killed or right. getting kidnapped or, or beat up or whatever. Um, you know, in, you know, it, it happened to Kendall. You you know, use that as a cautionary tale. He's lucky he got away. He's lucky I was there. He's lucky I came squealing around in my car. <laughs> He's like, I jumped in there. He really, I think, in, I think, and you're telling, you like slid across the, 
the the hood of your car like in dukes of hazard and you were like you know it was it was a scene from fast and furious which you haven't written we should have written it you came wheeling around you know the door was i think i think somehow you made the door come open it was pretty as heroic you, as you came around yeah it was a it was a i was like this is too this is too good this is comedy gold in my own mind yeah again i'm only playing this joke for myself it's only funny to me and so um yeah but then i told and i can't remember who i was telling but they were like oh not cool not cool i it seems like it was um cali maybe he was like oh dog you gotta let him know you know he's like you can't um you can't let this go on you can't he was like you should have already said something i'm like i yeah what do i do now you know how do i follow how do i follow on the sword now i said uh this is not because it was funny so then, you, but i let it go at least a couple at least two days i know it was at least two days do you remember telling me though do you remember the whole the whole telling me and how i reacted you were like are you serious are you serious that's what you said you were like are you going two days or whatever it was three days <laughs> you know i think you said fuck you probably <laughs> i think you said fuck you and then you were like uh, i probably would have said you motherfucker yes yeah that would probably be it that's true that's probably yeah, true that's that sounds that's, more like me <laughs> that's true that's, i think that's what you said and then you laughed and you were like that's pretty good that's pretty good and we we're like oh it's coming yeah it's that payback and it did but Which, it, years you know, later or the time well yeah or the time you know i feel like this was complete payback mine was complete payback for the time that i was uh talking to a sales rep or talking to our or whatever at our, our home office um doing orders had my hand open on the palm of the, my palm open on the desk in the office and you had um heated up a, a chain <laughs> like a, a big chain link that you would you know put a yard dog on in the old sound yeah and uh that we used to keep people out from behind the bins behind the counters and you we had it blocked off we didn't right, beat, right, we right. didn't beat people just no 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 it's just yeah. a, you know just to keep people from walking behind the counters and um and you had heated that chain up and just dropped it in my hand while i'm on the phone with this guy who i didn't know well who you did but i did yeah. not know well and uh and and I, you know i screamed i yelped out in pain um you thought it was hilarious to to heat metal objects up and actually hand it to people and think that was we funny. We used to do it to Ben all the time. Right, right. With the scissors. And, and I, I said, you're never going to get me with that. So I'm never going to fall for that joke. And uh, and then you dropped a ch- hot chain in my hand. And, um, and, and he goes, oh, is everything okay there? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Jonathan just dropped a hot chain on me. And he's like, "Whoa! I don't want. I don't need to know what's going on there." A hot uh, chain in my hand. Right, a hot chain in my hand. Yeah. And he was like, "I don't think I want to." He said, "I've seen that movie too. I think didn't he use right. that? Yeah. Where are we headed? Huh? Where are we headed? We're headed on eighty-five. We're not going I twenty. No, we're going to go. This is the way GPS is telling us to go. Okay. I'm letting it control my mind. So I got you back with something that I left in your yard. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, that was a while back. That was a while later. Yeah. So which, which time? <laughs> which time? <laughs> he left a deuce in my yard, right? No, no, no. He left a uh, a cupcake topper of clown heads pinned into my backyard, right? Yeah, just right. to find clown heads, like randomly. Well, no, I, yeah, I would randomly. Left- clown head sticking out of my out of my lawn so what i did was i left one yeah and you found it right i was like what the hell what's this and then a few days later while you were at work or whatever i went and put another one over there yeah and this went on for a couple of weeks it's like what the hell and you were freaking out every time you got home there was like why are there clown heads appearing in my yard not not funny you know i was terrified of clowns you know i read it I watched the TV movie, but I, reading it was uh, by Stephen King was, you know, it was pretty, pretty terrifying. Does so it, make, does it make clowns appealing? Yeah. So this this leads me to uh, to believing. So when I tell you that I, you know a ball appears in my yard now that I have kids, years after that, a ball pe- appears that you know with writing on it and a sinister looking smile 
written on it. Like, like, and it just keeps appearing in my yard. What was written on it? Just a smile? There was nothing written on it? Now I'm not going to remember. Wow. I started a story and I don't know where it's going. So I, this is a sure sign that I'm old. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. back so we took a pretty long break we got to the school took the picture and we are almost back home another see we're at 10 o'clock yep. so this is we're, this is five hours into the trip um how was the trip did i, did I scare you with my driving uh not until we started messing with mics again yeah yeah, yeah that setting up the mics again it was get in that mic Kendall. and we'll get right up in there it. you go yeah, not until we started messing with mics again. Then I'm, it's nervous time. Yeah? Yeah, there are a lot of trucks around. But did you die? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not saying We still got another 15 miles. Right? You're like, like, <laughs> Don't jinx yourself. Yeah, like, like, you know, let me get there and we'll see. Okay, so let's go back to, there was a, there was a conversation you and I were having before we even started today. Somehow, we started, we were talking about Italian dishes. I'm not sure exactly what. And I compared Italian dishes to... To Mexican dishes, and yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm I'm okay with Italian dishes. Some of them are great, but like Me- I hate going to a Mexican restaurant. Really? And the reason it's not it's not the food. I like the food fine, but the menu is so confusing. Right. It's like there's 80 items on a menu. When I mean, how many? A- there's a burrito. There. How many actual items are there for a Mexican restaurant? A burrito, a taco. An enchilada, quesadilla, quesadilla. Yeah, oh, it's just it's just breading, or it's just well, how, how you put it in there. But it's just meat, cheese, beans, and right, whatever type of sauce, yeah, right? Yeah, it's uh, or nachos. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot of. It it looks like a lot of things. Yeah, it is a lot on the menu, but yeah. it, but there are the, the combinations. Once you start looking at them, they seem pretty similar. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. It's, it's like, yes. Yeah, and it feels like well, like, well you know. Just how I folded the. It gives me high anxiety. <laughs> no, because it's so overwhelming. You got so right. many, but it's the same stuff. Right. It just has a whoa. That guy's flying. It has a different type of uh, tech, uh, the the thickness or the thinness of the bread that you're putting it on. I don't. Well, know. I would. I think how the tortilla is folded, and you know, uh, whether it's fried or whether it's grilled or whether it's you know however they, how are we presented might be a little different although you know sometimes even when it gets on the plate you're like okay so you had enchiladas and i had a burrito and they look fairly similar yeah right you know um so i mean i know there are variations and differences there and um but yeah it doesn't taste i think you know one of the things that you can count on in a mexican why it's so popular um in this country for sure is that you know from place to place probably what it's going to taste like and you even know from dish to dish what it's probably going to taste so it's not like a big mystery you're like right what does that sauce taste like and so you don't have that a lot whereas if you go into say like we were talking about an italian restaurant uh, and i was saying you know if we look at it as a cultural food an ethnic food or whatever that i would say it's it's very different from a mexican place so if you go into an Italian place, because the sauces are so different, so but how many you know, sauces? Somebody do you says have? which one, and so uh, you know, I've had people ask me like, "Well, is it, this one better than this, or how's this one better?" I was like, "Well, the sauces are so different. You know, you're talking about two very different tasting dishes." How many sauces though do you have? I mean, you got your red sauce, right? So yeah, you you, you got your marinara yep. sauce. We got what people, a lot of people call the white sauce, which is usually Alfredo, right? Um, then you'll do. Uh, like an orange sauce or kind of Mar- a pink sauce? What is that? Marsala. And, well, there's there's Rosatella, which is kind of a 
a mixture of uh, it's like a creamier marinara. I think you just made that word up. I've never heard of Rosatella. Rosatella. No, Rosatella. Yeah. Never ma- seen it on a menu ever in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. It's it's what you know, what some people call the pink sauce. The so, pink. Okay. There you go. Uh, at which is a little different, slightly different than a primavera, which is a lot of times a vodka creme sauce. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we get a little more technical. Um, and then there are you know other variations, like I said, marsala, which is very different. You know, and then you get um, then you have these other variations of sauces, which are lighter, like a, a butter basil, garlic kind of sauce, um, you know, something like that, or with cheese, something you might have with like linguine with clams, you know, something like that. I think that's how the conversation started. We started talking about linguine with clams. And, um, yeah, so you know you got all these, and they're, and they're very different. So when you're having a meal there, and, and you're, oh, and you've got scampi, which usually is a white wine based sauce, right? Um, so then it's going to be very light, or you go, or a or a piccata, like a lot of people like to do a chicken piccata, or a veal piccata, um, and that has lemon, a much more lemon taste to it. Also, like a white wine base, so a very light sauce. But um, how many different kinds of pastas do you have? So you got oh, I mean, these are, you got angel hairs, you got million. But is it all not pretty much the same? Well, well, sure, but I mean, you know, you're going to talk about, and people have different feelings about that. I, maybe the same way they feel about the way the tortilla is presented, you know, in the same vein. Um, I don't know. The way I look at it is, you got like. But yes, like it's, it's three all, different choices. You got some meat, you got a sauce, and you got pasta. There's right. the three, and it all pretty much not all tastes exactly the same because there's obviously right. different ingredients, and different but I mean, thickness, texture, yeah. that sort of thing, and and then how it's and how same it's with done. Mexican, right? Yeah, Chinese. I, there's more. There's different tastes. See, Chinese has got different but, taste to but it. But but it is uh, so much as rice based though. So you do have that that same base, right? But you have but different. Yeah, you you, you have, do you do get some different flavors in there with the meats, right? You have the chicken, right. but you may have different types. You may have hot. You got sweet. You got sure um, salty or you know what have you? Yeah, and I think that's you know it's easy to. You know, it's so funny. I think people that dine are creatures of habits too. Right. So that, you know, you may never you may go into a the same Chinese restaurant for twenty five years, and have your two or three things that you love. Oh, that's my favorite, and I like this one too. And I like this one, and there may be something on the menu you never try. I mean, you know, for a lot of people, they don't branch out past what they what they know the most. Right, and they you know. Uh, you know, for a, a nicer sit-down restaurant, they might try the special or something like that. But, but a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, so many of these restaurants, you'll say it's like I'll take the number twenty-seven, but I never tried the number twenty-three. You know, what I'm saying I've just never tried right. it. I mean, how I many? Did you try the General So's chicken? You know, or something like that, or you know, like, oh, that looks interesting. Um, but I never did that one. But you know, even with like pizza, when you go to a, like with the, the the Italian restaurant in town, the pizza's oven uh, oven made, and there's all different types. There's actually another pizza place that they have. Uh, I guess it's no, it's not an oven, but either way, they're fancier pizzas. Even with that, even though you got a bread base, you got a lot of different meats and like uh, toppings. And even with even with the pizzas, seem a little more expansive than. I don't know, you know, because you you get some unless you're going into a, like an Alfredo sauce, you know, or changing you know the cheeses, but you're getting that same base sauce a lot of times. So it, it can be, yeah. I mean, I, I guess the variety of, but you can. I mean, you, variety is the spice of life. So you you get that. I think so many try to have variations uh, of different things, and and the menu, that's why the menus can be so big. I would say it's more like. Uh, American food, and maybe I'd be wrong, but classic American food like burgers and hot dogs, I think those variations are so limited because you're starting with some of the same base, and people could jazz those up, but you're still getting that same base. I don't know. That's So maybe pizza is a little more interesting, can be, although for they're a pizza purist, and I've met them and known them um, just like in anything else. They'll come out fighting you and tell you, 
there shouldn't be such thing. You shouldn't be adding so many different ingredients on top. A pizza be purist. Ba- basic. You know, this is not the way pizza should be done. Uh, you got too many toppings. You got too many choices. You know, there should there should be only a handful of things. And what, then can you can you don't give put me shrimp a, on my pizza or pineapple or things like that. You know, can you stereotype for me a uh, a pizza purist? Are they generally male, thirty five to forty? I mean, like what what? Not the pizza purists. The, one, the ones met. I would I have met are usually I would say at this point probably in their fifties. Fifties and up. Uh, White guy. (laughs) They tend to lend themselves to be. My uh, experience has. They tend to be white. Yes, Caucasian. Have you ever been a non? Sometimes claiming to be of Italian descent. Ah. Or uh, or from New York. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay. You know, and that's you know, that's not how you do pizza. Okay, so if it's a yeah. regional thing, uh, okay, all right. It becomes it becomes a thing. So that's not a heritage thing, you know. And 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 that can be very true. This is not really the kind of pizza that you should, you know. Right. That's not know. what you would get. Yeah. But you know, I, I think you know. If, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Ugly Delicious. Um, uh, you I can have see, not. check that out on Netflix if you want to. It's a it's an interesting show. Uh, but they delve into some of the history of foods and, and, and um, you know, it's kind of a celebration of culture and food, which is great. And what you find is that, um, you know, variations on classic dishes actually opens up worlds of possibility, opens up gateways to cross-cultural things. And, you know, there's nothing more outside of like an actual relationship there's nothing more intimate than relationship and relationship building than breaking bread with someone right and and and, and trying new things uh trying new uh cultural foods or ethnic foods that sort of thing and and then and then uh, taking it and it becoming regional where you are so you know if you originally came from pakistan and then you how did you pronounce that Say pakistan Pakistan, Pakistan, Pakistan. Okay. Or, or anywhere, and, and okay. say you you immigrated to America, okay, following the dream, and you and you you started a restaurant. And you said I, I want to bring my the food from my culture here, but you settled in a particular part of the country, and and you you could get, you know maybe not some things are harder to get than others to to make uh, for ingredients and that sort of thing, and so you have to adjust. Or you start adjusting a little bit to, you know, who is there that's outside of the culture that's coming into your restaurant. And you and so you, there becomes a variation of it. I mean, it's the same thing that I think the claim has been for many Mexican-Americans um, that the food in a Mexican restaurant, a Mexican-American restaurant, is different than you might find in Mexico. Right. But because it becomes um, regional. And I think there's something interesting about that. I think there's something interesting about how food is a is a bridge, um, culturally. You know, I, I mean, you know, I think if you look for diversity, and we see it every day, even in small towns. I mean, we're from the south. We see small towns, and you know, there's a of course there's a barbecue joint and a hamburger place, and there, and for us maybe um, what we call southern cooking. Yeah, fried chicken, you know, soul lot, food. lots of fried stuff, and what soul some people food. call soul food. Um, Sure, but what you see is that I mean, it's nothing for you to go not very far and find a Korean barbecue or a Thai place, or you know, of course, you know, Mexican restaurants are very prevalent um, and Chinese places, and and now we have you know um, sushi and uh, you know some would call Japanese restaurants or hibachi that sort of thing, you know. And, and, and if you go just a little further, you'll start seeing them even cropping up in small towns, uh, especially where you may have certain immigrants settling. And I, and it opens up the world. It really does. And, you know, and I, I think it's the, one of the most interesting things uh, culturally in America. And it is the bridge. It is the gap. Because these are your neighbors making food for their neighbors and they come from all over the places. And so it, it's pretty neat to see that. That happened and to see it become a variation, you know, in the, you know, so that 
it's not just what you knew from where you were from, but it, it also starts reflecting where you are. So that there, like I said, there are variations on that so that, um, that you may have something that becomes a little more Southern culturally gets introduced into something from somewhere else, another country even. And, uh, I think that's interesting. I think, I think that's, I mean, you know, there are fusion restaurants that are intentional about that kind of thing. Right. And, uh, but then there are others that it just becomes part of the adaptation. And, you know, I think we're all looking to adapt a little bit, right? I hope so. Yeah. Right. I would like to try more. I would like to try more different, uh, I'd like to try different cuisines. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we are a little limited here, so you, you do have to drive and, Sure, but you know, from a, a larger city, for a lot of people, you don't have to drive far though, and and you know, and more and more, as as the country changes, um, and as time marches on, the more that becomes accepted, the more and and it has. You see it, you see the inroads, which are great. Uh, that you'll the more you'll see, it, and you don't have to drive to, you won't have to drive to a big city. You may have a great Thai restaurant in your small town. Uh, I know that um, the that uh i've had someone bring me food from an australian bakery yeah and it was totally bland it was what totally bland oh really oh yeah terrible huh <clears throat> however you chocolate did, chocolate did you need to put some vegemite on it <laughs> uh, i do want to try that actually um but there's a certain way you have to uh, people eat it wrong i think it's prepared wrong they just throw it on something and mm. put too much on it and you, there's a certain way you're supposed to eat it but anyway the bakery very bland um huh just not that great however <coughs> sorry um however their chocolates from actually from australia are really good and like i didn't even realize how unpure tasting our chocolate is over here wow who would have thought right it's something with the the milk and then the, the how it's pasteurized and i guess we have so many laws over here yeah and but yeah it was way creamier like like just just cadbury's right it's the same the same uh candy bar that you get here not cadbury but uh what's the caramello right yeah a caramello caramello from australia is completely different from the ones here wow much smooth like creamier smooth just i mean and not overbearingly sweet you know, like yeah. the ones here, but as we, far as their bakery, it's just a lot of bread and, and no taste, zero taste. We, we, you know, and of course we're so used to. As we drive by a place called the Crafty Crab Seafood, <laughs> the Crafty Crab. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, I, I don't want to denigrate their, but it, it sounds they're, <laughs> they're trying to think of crafty ways to make imitation crab. Yeah, it, it sounds a little. <coughs> Um, I'll, you know, it almost sounds like something in a kid's show, so I'm not sure how. The Krusty Krab, SpongeBob. <laughs> right, exactly. Come on, man. So, you know, it, you know, uh, it's clever, I guess. I mean, it's catchy. catches your attention, so that's always important. you got to get people's attention first when to come in and eat. So, And then you got biscuits. There are uh-huh. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 cars in line for Martin's. Right now. For those who don't know, just look at Martin's has. I like their biscuits a lot, but um, it's a breakfast slash lunch place. Breakfast in the South, though, a lot of butter. Oh yeah, it can be pretty greasy. So yeah, that's and we we talk about sugar and butter and salt. So much of that. Oh my gosh, you know, once you get to a certain age, you start looking at your sodium. Breakfast right. breakfast sandwiches are like a no go. I'll just say that, especially in the South. In the South, full of sodium full of fat full of cholesterol that's just love it's love baked right that's, in there that's right that's it's, right it's it's, it's also because it's going straight to your heart that's why it's, it's all kind of yes that's, why, that's right it's all good it's all kind of love for all the insides of you uh right. until until later on and you're like i can't do it anymore no more biscuits from martin's um yeah they've got big biscuits there too they got the small and the large and they're not kidding when they say large Right. What we call back in the day, uh, what my grandmother cat used to call head. cat head biscuits. If you've yep. never heard of cat head biscuits, I'm sorry. And you missed out. I guess your grandmother <laughs> didn't love you. So <laughs> it's all right. I mean, you know, 
and not everybody has uh, a great grandmother to yeah. uh, to make cat head biscuits for them. So, what you got planned for the rest of the day? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably take a nap. You know, I don't know. you've been up since. <laughs> I know. I've been up since four thirty. Four thirty when I texted yeah. you. Yeah. So at least since four thirty, I've been up. That's early for me. I don't get up early that, that early anymore. No, we may uh, go for a walk or something. Walk off the cat head biscuits. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, we, we might take the kids out and if it's not too hot today. It was obscenely hot yesterday here in the right. South. It's, yeah, in Georgia. Are these the dog days of summer? These are, uh, hey, they sure feel like yeah, it. Yeah, they do for real. Absolutely. Yeah. You you hit about noon and it's, uh, uh, you know, the Southern guys will say, we're wilting over here. So we're wilting. I have to get in the shade with a sweet tea. And now it's shade. You can't even get in the shade and do any good. You know. Right. No, it's so, just it's miserably hot. It's pretty bad. Well, this was a fun little experiment we got to test out. I don't know if it's any good. I, I have a lot of tape to uh, probably not to go through and this, edit this is B roll. This is, is B roll. We'll see. I mean, yeah. it was a fun experiment. Right. <clears throat> we have a story to tell where you felt like you were going to die. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the first taping of. Uh, sure in the car yeah you know right. it's uh it was a it was a little bumpy a little bumpy uh, uh, swerving a couple of times i got a little nervous i'm a little nervous that i'm in a car that has a cracked windshield and you're like i'm good you're good no worries <laughs> that was from a I'm rock <laughs> you're you're here you're I, you're at home now get, i made it get home out. i'm get back out. home all right get out see you later see you